the last episode I was feeling like uh, short of breath and I felt like I was breathing into the microphone, so I kept trying to lean in and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's just find my notes. So, for anybody who doesn't know, I was uh, trying to buy a house and move when I was doing the research for this house and it all got done in a very... For the house that we're doing? For this episode. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still tired. Um, it got done very quickly and uh, luckily it was pretty interesting and linear story so I wasn't like all over the place trying to pull stuff together like I normally am for episodes. But in New Hampshire, the most common urban legend or the biggest urban legend is the legend of Goody Cole. Do y'all recognize her name at all? No, but goody Sounds... is a term that they use to describe married women. Is that right? Like in, in New England? Because you would, like mm-hmm. the Salem witch trials right. and stuff was always like goody, whomever. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Of a certain status, I think it has that... to do with money and being okay. married. Uh, or like whatever class and being married. Okay. This is going to be creepy, isn't it? Actually, no. Oh, it could have okay. been creepier. Well, Goody Cole's actual name was Eunice, Eunice Cole. She was born in England in 1590, but she, and she died in Hampton, New Hampshire. And Hampton, every, Framptonshire. Every time <laughs> I typed that out, I was like, Erin is going to say Hampton, Framptonshire. I'm only going to do it the one time. I don't know. You'd be surprised because it was in my head every single time I typed it. <laughs> I'd just like to say you're welcome. <laughs> um, so she died in uh, 1680, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So, I like where we're going with this. Okay. Here's the story. Of Goody Hold Cole. on, Amanda. Vampire ghost. Oh. Didn't or even de- or, or think demon. about vampire. Just make a guess. What do you think? I'm going to go with vampire. I'll go with ghost just to be the opposite. Sure. Who wins? Well, let her tell a story, boo. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not going to just bury the lead here. Thank you. Actually, that is burying the lead, but that's okay. Wait. She's not going to give up the lead. Yeah. Oh, I am going to bury the lead here. <laughs> I told you I'm tired. Your face. I am going to bury the lead. <laughs> I can't say my face. <laughs> well, it was great. All right. Well, anyway. Eunice is better known as Goody Cole. Her title was, and I'll just tell you what you just told me. Her title was Good Wife, but Goody was a common way to shorten that Good title. Good Wife. I had no yeah. idea that's what that meant. Okay. God, um, no one's ever called me that. <laughs> start calling you Goody McCann. I wish you would. Oh, <laughs> God. I felt mildly threatening. Kevin won't. Don't worry. <laughs> Batty McCann. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, anyways. Um, at the time, it was a, Goody was a common way to shorten that. And um, I didn't put in here about this. I think it was, though, like maybe middle class or like. That would make sense. Somewhat, like, not someone of, like, a noble status of any sort. Or okay. Whatever. I don't know what the exact right terminology would be, but anyway. A, a common housewife, which sounds terrible, but for a lack of better no, words. I mean, that, that was the role at the time. Common housewives right. of New Hampshire? <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> I would do. Hampton Framptonshire. <laughs> common housewives of Hampton Framptonshire. Uh, I just so, wrote my own promise. So, <laughs> Eunice is best known for being the only woman ever convicted of practicing witchcraft in the state of New Hampshire. And she is also often refer- referred to as the Witch of Hampton. So neither of us went the witch. One. That was kind of silly of us. You created the choices. I'm blaming you. You could have weighed in. <laughs> also okay. true. So right now, we're looking at witch status, which means I still have a chance for a ghost, but you're pretty much out of the I'm, I'm out of it, yeah. All right. Oh, fair. 
Uh, Eunice and her husband, William, came to New Hampshire from London in 1638. Some of the things that I read said that they were indentured servants, but not mm-hmm. all of them, so I'm not sure about that. Uh, they, But they started as part of the new colony at Exeter. Okay. Exeter, right? Yep. thought so. But moved in 1640 to the nearby settlement at Hampton. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, they didn't like the leader of Exeter. I don't think I even included this in here, but they didn't like the, the reverend that was leading the colony at Exeter. So they went to Hampton, but then he ended up in Hampton too. So they ended up back under the same guy. It wasn't really relevant to the story, but I can thought I it was ask interesting. a question? Sure. So it's I'm really not trying to be funny. So it's Hampton, New Hampshire. Yes. Okay. Hampton is the name of the settlement, which is now a town, like a city. Yeah. Style, I think. Okay. Um, so the people of Hampton worried and gossiped about Goody Cole for years. Children claimed that they had seen her take the form of various familiars, such as a dog, a cat, or an eagle. Mm-hmm. It's very random. Uh, they also claimed to see the devil sitting at her table in the form of a small, dark man with a red cap. Wow. I'm imagining, like, a gnome type. <laughs> the travel velocity gnome. Yeah. <laughs> One man... <laughs> One man accused her of putting a curse on his cattle after they ate grass on her property. One of his calves died and the other disappeared, which is tragic. Oh, that is tragic. Probably unfair to blame her because they ate her grass. Because she shouted, get off my lawn. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, so Eunice Cole, by all accounts, seems to have been a no-nonsense woman. She refused to be disrespected at a time when women were given no respect in the least. Mm-hmm. So because she was a spitfire, she naturally made people uncomfortable, and they called her a witch, which yeah. we know happened a lot all of the right. time. Um, she was first accused and arrested for witchcraft in 1656, which was about 36 years before the Salem witch trial fiasco. So this was before okay. all of that was going on. Uh, she was found guilty, whipped, and sent to li- to serve a life term in the prison in Boston. So I should have looked up. I don't know exactly how close they were, but Boston seems to be the major city in, yeah, in the area, uh, even though it's not the same state. Uh, six years after her sentence began, she found out that her husband, who was 88 at the time, was terminally ill and could not care for himself. She petitioned the court for a pardon so that she could return home and care for him. At this point, the story varies a little on how the events played out. Obviously, it was so long ago. She's prominent in the history, but we're relying on very old history at this, mm-hmm. at this point. So, um, I'm going to go with the most detailed version since, like I said, it happened over 300 years ago. It might be difficult to tell exactly what, but there seems, there was an in and out of jail and like how many times she uh, petitioned the court to be pardoned. And so I'll just go with the most common that I read. Um, but it said that the court in Boston agreed to release her if she could pay her board bill and court costs, which were too high for her to be able to raise funds for. So she stayed in prison and later learned of the death of her husband. Oh, that's sad. It was really sad. Um, apparently, a person who was convicted of being a witch was not allowed to own property. So when her husband passed away, the, their estate was seized by the town of Hampton. And I actually read it one in one place that it may have been a little bit, it was kind of like a... Manipulation. Yeah, like... Yeah. They wanted it was very valuable land and they wanted it and so I think it said that they had like forty acres. Yeah. I don't think that was that uncommon then. Right. Like women had no rights. Right. And you could just slap a label and you know, mm-hmm. government has always had a level of corruption, but I think it was particularly bad at the beginning of our country. Right. Well, yeah, and I mean and who's to be able to actually verify this stuff now? But True. I think that that may have had something to do with it. Um so I'm not sure exactly how these laws worked, but at the time, it seemed, it complicated things because it meant that her not owning the land meant that the town of Hampton was responsible for assuming the cost of keeping her in jail. So even though she was in jail in Boston, it, what it sounded like to me is that Hampton, it was almost like she was 
like a ward of the state or like something. Property. They had to, yeah. yeah, they had to pay Boston to keep her in jail. Okay. Um, at some point, Hampton fell short on making appropriate payments to Boston, so a constable was sent to arrest one of their selectmen, which was a name at the time for government officials, apparently, um, and intended to keep him in jail until her debt was settled. Wow. So that prompted the town of Hampton to turn over the profit that was gained from the sale of her estate yeah, to settle the that. account. So Goody Cole petitioned for release again in 1665, and the court once again agreed under certain conditions. She was to leave Boston and return to Hampton. She didn't have money for transportation, and she was too old and feeble to walk, so she once again remained in jail. So this is the second time that she's petitioned to leave, and they've been like, yeah, you can if. And yeah, let me set a set of circumstances you'll never be able to meet. Exactly. Very intentional. Um, so finally in 1670, she was released and sent back to Hampton at the colony's expense. So Hampton paid to transport her back there. Um, again, not sure how the laws worked, but at that point she became Hampton's responsibility to care for. Mm -hmm. So she was begrudgingly given a one-room shack to live in, and her neighbors were ordered to supply her with food, firewood, and, uh, firewood and other necessities. So, I don't know, it was very different, obviously, from how things are now, but um, I guess people would take her over food. They, the townspeople agreed to, to this order because they figured that she would not live very long because she was already 80 years old at this point. And sure. At the time, that's a very long time. Yeah, I yeah definitely. Um, Eunice apparently was not on board with this plan and clung to life longer than anyone expected. Yes, girl. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. That would just, like, be a thorn in your side at least after you've ruined my entire life. Right. 100%. Her neighbors wanted to be rid of her, so they decided to raise charges of being a witch against her once again in 1671. So this is just a year after she was released from jail. Um, Good neighbors, man. Right. They're great. It said that they cited her erratic behavior, quote-unquote, as proof that she still practiced witchcraft. Um, I guess her erratic behavior was not dying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what the... Did these fools not get that if these women were witches, would they have just sat in jail? Like, well, and that's what it doesn't I'm make like. any sense. Well, and also I think... Good point. From everything that I read, pretty much that year that she was out of jail before they decided she was a witch again, she just kind of stayed home and let people bring her food. That doesn't seem all that erratic to me. But How dare she? Right. right. How dare happen. she need to eat? Exactly. <laughs> um, in April of 1673, so this is two years later... Uh, after a long trial in Boston, a jury decided that she was not legally guilty of witchcraft. <laughs> legally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because she was the first time. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Well, this time she was just minding her own business in <laughs> her shack that they gave her. Um, but that there was just ground for, quote unquote, vehement suspicion of her having familiarity with the devil. Mm. Okay. Right. That's so rude. She didn't actually practice witchcraft, but she was friends with the devil, or I don't know. She knew him. Yeah, they she, knew each other from school. The him. gnome. <laughs> the travel <-lossy laughs> gnome. That was spotted in the front garden. That guy. Um, so Eunice was allowed to return to Hampton and live out the remaining years of her life. But at this point, I don't know exactly, it wasn't clear exactly what changed between this, the time that they can, I don't know if it's because of the, um, they said she wasn't a witch, so she didn't need to be imprisoned. But at this point, no one was required to provide food for her, so she had to scrounge for meals for herself. So this poor woman is, like, 83 at this point, and nobody wants to give her any food. Rude. Poor woman. Right. I hate um, this. <laughs> no, it's very sad. It is said that she lived mostly off of shellfish, fish, herbs, roots, nuts, berries, and fruits. Which, at this point, I'm like, no wonder she lived so long. She had, like, the immaculate Yeah, diet. Absolutely. Um, her neighbors clung to that vehement suspicion and persecuted her at every opportunity. Mm. 
There was one specific story of a couple who accused her of cursing their oven because she approached them on the road while they were carrying crops home and asked if they ground rye. Sure. Yeah. That clearly cursed them. Uh, the couple apparently were known for baking loaves of bread with a mix of English and native crops. And after Goody, had, after Goody Cole had the audacity to speak to them, the bread that they baked from the crops that they had been carrying came out smelly and sour. Wow, yeah, that's mm -hmm. clearly her fault. That's what they get for talking crap. Yeah, right. So they tried baking in a neighbor's oven, and the bread came out the same. That didn't convince them that it was perhaps the crops that were at fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they went to another home and baked delicious loaves from their rye. So this convinced them that Goody Cole had cursed the area. So mm -hmm. the second home um, was inside the same area that she oh, cursed. Sure. This oh, third okay. home was outside of the area that of she cursed. Of course. Right. So they prayed over their home. And uh, one night when the smell became too foul to sleep with, and apparently that cleared the stench out when they prayed the smell went away. Uh, obviously, she had... Prayed the smell away? Yeah. I wish y'all could see Tammy's face reading these notes, too. <laughs> super impressed. Uh, obviously, she had sent the devil to their home, and this was causing the sour smell. Mm -hmm. So, Eunice could be seen going out for her rounds to look for food every day. So when several days passed with no sight of her, the neighbors oh, no. became curious, and a delegation was sent to her shack to see if she was still alive. A delegation? A delegation. For an 83-year-old woman? Yeah. yeah. Well, and only apparently only <laughs> one of them had the nerve to actually go in the house. Come on. They discovered her lifeless body on a pile oh. of salt marsh hay that had served as her bed. Poor woman. So, the disrespect continues. Hold Seriously. on, we're not quite done yet. The men dug a shallow grave, some say close to her shack, some say in an unknown location. They drove a wooden stake through her heart to keep her from returning <gasps> to haunt them and buried her unceremoniously. Mm -hmm. Some even say that her body was thrown into a nearby ditch or tossed off a cliff into the sea. So, I guess nobody really knows exactly where she was buried. Okay, I would haunt people. Uh, many people say... That the stake may have missed her heart, however, because she, with all of her alleged malevolence, has been blamed for several weird events that have taken place over the last 300 years. So, remember when I said she died kind of? <laughs> she died kind of. Uh, let's talk about her afterlife. <laughs> a short time after her death, a large group of Hamptonites were on an aquatic, aquatic outing of some sort when their boat capsized due to a sudden violent gust of wind. The entire party apparently drowned, even though they were within easy swimming distance to the shore. Oh, that's unfortunate. So all of their surviving family and friends were positive that Goody Cole had caused the accident in an act of revenge for the way that she was treated during her life. Which, you know, maybe if you hadn't treated her so terribly. Yeah, right. Seriously. Just, like, be nice to people. Um, for many years after this, the people of Hampton blamed every tragedy or accident on the vengeful spirit of the Witch of Hampton. I need you to take your own responsibility, okay? No. Or Mother Nature. All right. Self-awareness was not a thing. No, enough. you're right. <laughs> it really was not. Quite right. So Eunice Cole is apparently included in all accounts of Hampton's history. Uh, there's a poet, John Greenleaf, who is credited with immortalizing her in 1864 with his poems. There's two of them, The Changeling and The Wreck of the Rivermouth. The first is about her transforming a baby into a demon. Hmm. And the second is about the shipwreck that happened shortly after her death. Okay, changelings are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think this poor woman was just. Not I think you're right. <laughs> Changeling. She just terrifying. had the audacity to have a mouth on her. Yeah. You know. I mean, if even that, or maybe she just refused to be disrespected. <laughs> and that's the worst crime. I mean, the three of us would have absolutely oh, been mm, done. Done. Yeah. Um, in 1908, a citizen of Hampton who had built his house on the side of of the Coles hut. So I think this means the land that they owned, not her. Not her shack that they gave her after her husband died, but I think their actual land. That um, she owned with her husband. Mm -hmm. 
uh, he had built his house on the same site, insisted that since building there, he had nothing but bad luck. He was convinced that her spirit still cursed the place, and the idea that she might have been buried there made him extremely nervous. Hmm. So that was all not too long after she died. 1908 was a bit longer, but at, for, after that, there were some years that passed that the town seemed to have forgotten about her. But Eunice was apparently not having that. She wasn't all about mm-hmm. it. No. So shortly before World War II, the people of Hampton became suddenly and uncomfortably aware that Goody Cole's spirit had not gone anywhere. So this is where it gets better. Like, okay. So it's been sad, but I think you'll like the rest of it. I'm ready. I'm ready for her revenge. Since 1937, there have been reports of a strangely quiet, gray-clad little old woman being seen in the older parts of town. Yes. No one was particularly interested or concerned until one day, a police officer reported to his superiors that he had seen a little old woman dressed in gray walking along a high-traffic, poorly-lit street and stopped to warn her that this particular street was dangerous, dangerous for pedestrians. Apparently, the woman sharply replied that she had been walking on this same street for hundreds of years and that she should be capable of taking care of herself by now. I'm getting, like, grandma vibes. Right. I know. I know. So true. So the police officer reported that he drove on for about 30 or 40 year- yards before he realized what she had said. like, wait, what? But when he backed up to where he had spoken to her, she was nowhere to of be seen. Of course not. That's so good. So, oh my god, that's awesome. At this point, he came to the conclusion that he had spoken to a witch and went back to the station to turn in sick for the day. So keep in mind, this is in the 1930s, so not okay. Not like a time where witchcraft was like, well, I don't think being, you know, right. accused. Yeah. Um, so there have been many reports of encounters since then with the Witch of Hampton. Most of them involve her appearing or disappearing unexpectedly, and almost everyone who encounters her reports that she is extremely talkative, which is apparently... Very different from how she was in her lifetime. Um, but she's extremely talkative about, especially about things from the colonial period. Wow. I love that. <laughs> right? That's crazy. Okay. So one couple who reported an encounter with her said that they had invited her into their home on a hot summer night for a cold drink and had a lovely visit with her. What? She was very charming and gracious, and they only realized who they were talking to when she left through the front door without bothering to open it. <laughs> Come on. Don't you love it? I, I love that. I love this. Let's go find her. I have no idea if any of this is true, but I hope so because I love this story. <laughs> this is so amazing. Yeah. In the year 1938, this part, well, some of the, the actual events are definitely, I don't know how much of the sightings, like the specific stories are true, but there are events that definitely did happen. Can you just imagine your initial <laughs> reaction when you put it all together and a woman walked through your door? Yeah. No. I and you're like, a hold I'm on. not going to sleep for the next week. Like, you look at your partner and like, did you just see what I did? Yeah. Just, did that just happen? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, and no I, one's going to believe us. <laughs> no, exactly. You're like, I'm so glad we had this shared experience because otherwise I think I'm hallucinating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I just love that when she's like talking to people and nothing gives her away until she starts talking about the colonial period. It's and so good. Like, Wait. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> what? The sassy, I've been walking this street for hundreds of years, is just <laughs> glorious. That is amazing. I can just imagine this little disgruntled old lady. She like, looks like grandma in my head, like, yeah. swatting at you. <laughs> exactly. like, excuse me, I'm fine. Don't Move. worry about me. Yeah. So, uh, in the year 1938, because of the frequency of her visits, her strange actions, and odd conversations about the things of the not-so-recent past, the citizens of Hampton voted at their 300th annual town meeting. Also, I'm loving the idea of a town meeting. Stars hollow. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. To restore, they voted to restore Eunice Cole to her rightful place as an honored citizen of the town. Glorious. So a committee was formed for the, this. Actually, did happen. This is what I'm saying. Like some of these events actually did happen. Yeah. A committee was formed for the sole purpose of redressing the wrongs done to her life, to, done to her in her life. They were apparently called the Society in Hampton for the apprehension of those falsely accusing Eunice Goody Cole of having had familiarity with the devil. Oh. I'm my God. on that committee so bad. I want to lead that committee. Longest committee name ever. I've <laughs> ever heard. Yeah. Try putting that on a name tag. You so, couldn't do it. Yeah, seriously. So specific. Um, a ceremony was held to officially clear her name of all charges of witchcraft. Copies of her court records were burned and the ashes were mixed with soil taken from where her grave might have been or possibly from the land that her and William had once owned. Or a random spot of dirt because right. no one knows. Exactly. Um... But they were put in the mix of the the ash from the burning burning of her mm-hmm. court documents and the dirt were put into an urn. Um, the town also voted to erect a monument of some sort to honor her in Founders Park and to bury the urn beneath it. Mm. Apparently at this stage, though, the town became distracted. They got very busy with other things of immediate concern, and the erection of the monument was delayed for many years. So during this time, it is said that Goody's... Goody Cole's spirit became far more restless. <laughs> She's like, you, you promised me a statue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was often seen at the park checking out markers to see if she had been honored oh my yet. God. Oh my God. Do I love her so love much. Her? I love her. So she became increasingly agitated and eventually the obelisk was put up in 1630. Uh, sorry. No, we're not going to go back in time. <laughs> it was put up in 1963. Okay. So the urn was kept on display at the Hampton Historical Society when the dedication ceremonies were held, and it seems as though it never did get buried. Eunice reportedly, though, seems to be satisfied with her dedication as she is always smiling when she is seen studying the marker. So she still just shows up? She's just hanging around. Well, and okay, so in fairness, I think what I read, I think that the major article that I might have read was written maybe in the 70s, so I don't know if Uh that's still, I couldn't find anything to say for sure Mm -hmm. when this was written, but even as... Recent, at least as recent as the 1970s. She's just hanging out. I mean, we have to call the Historical Society there. We have to. If only it had more than two days to do this research. Oh, my God. Like, if I remember this, which, you know, I don't remember anything after we talk about it, but, like, I will send them an email. Well, I now have a really good reason for wanting to visit New Hampshire. Yes. New Hampshire's beautiful. I would sure love to visit Goody Cole. Wouldn't it be great? We're going to have to go to Hampton, Framptonshire. You did it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in more recent years, again, I don't know if this was the 70s or even as recent as today, but Goody Cole seems to have developed a liking for more modern foods, especially pizza and beer. Oh, my God. Get it, Goody Cole. Citizens of Hampton who expect a visit for her from her make sure to have an ample supply of her favorites to satisfy her newly developed cravings. Since you said grandma, I cannot unhear it. I'm like thinking like how it's like, oh, we have to get some root beer because grandma's coming over. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. What do you think <gasps> they do for the Day of the Dead? Oh, come on. They celebrate it. I don't know. They should. Yeah. Wow. Well, she obviously doesn't need it. She's crossing over all the time. She's just happy. That's true. Looking at her obelisk in the park. She's obviously pleased with it because she's seen smiling at it. I want a monument dedicated to me in a park. I was so excited to do that. Like, when I got into this research, like, not so much the sad story of her life, but the after stuff, I was like, I cannot wait to share this with them. I love it. Um, I adore her. I know. So some say that Eunice has gone completely modern and is now seen as a beautiful young lady dressed in the latest fashion with an updated vernacular. 
So that now still the only thing that gives her identity away is that she still frequently references events that took place in colonial time periods. So okay, like Eunice. Young bikini-clad woman on the beach minding her business, and then she'll start talking about the colonial periods. So. This is glorious. Do you think she gets, like, lip fillers, too? That's kind of modern. <laughs> I don't know how... I mean, like, I guess apparently she can just change her appearance to do whatever she wants. You know what? That creeps me out thinking about the, the old woman in the bathroom in The Shining. How she starts out so young, oh and then oh my god, it's terrifying. I'll tell you more about uh, what's her name, the red woman from Game of Thrones. <gasps> oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but psychologists and amateurs alike feel like she is compensating by her new appearance for her drab, unhappy existence in the 17th century, oh. and they believe that she will disappear only when the urn is actually buried beneath her marker. I hope they never do. The Hampton Historical Society has been urged to keep it on display until she herself indicates that she is good and ready to leave this world. Meanwhile, everyone pretty much feels like we should just allow her to enjoy her pizza and beer. That is amazing. This is probably one, this is one of my favorite episodes. I love her. Yeah, so when you said this is going to be creepy, I'm like, stories of witchcraft and the persecution, like, it's all so sad. It is. It is very heavy and creepy, but this one, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. Girl is living her best life. She She is. is. Finally. Finally. Well deserved. Exactly. She only waited 300 years. Oh, oh really? That's me. Like, isn't it great? The, the I've been sass. walking this street for the <laughs> last hundred years. And oh my, my pizza and beer. Oh, that's amazing. I've never heard of a ghost that just like changes with the times. I know. Like, I was... like now I want to wear crop tops and tight jeans. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I was laughing because there was like somebody's little spin on it was like, yeah, imagine you're just like hitting on this beautiful woman and then suddenly you find out that it's a 300-year-old maybe, maybe not witch that you're hitting on. <laughs> You'd have to have a little chat with yourself afterwards, wouldn't you? Like, well, all right, that went she awry. She just like disappears because apparently she just appears and disappears when she wants. <laughs> they, she ghosted like, them. <laughs> oh, We're ending on that note. Thanks for listening to Salt, Salt Over, Over Your, Your Shoulder. Shoulder, a Redwater production. We appreciate your support. Your download allowed our crazy idea to gain steam and make it into your podcast directories. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to continue your support, you can engage with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SaltThePod, or follow us on Facebook at Salt Over Your Shoulder. You can also email us at saltoveryourshoulder at gmail.com. Special thanks to the one and only Andrew York for our awesome graphic. If you'd like to continue your support, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us as well. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com saltthepod. See you next time!